Nerd News Now. Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now for the week of August 9th, 2021. I'm with Miss Jen and with Brain. You guys, what's going on? Much. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, Miss Jen, what have you been up to? A long day of being live, so if my voice is almost gone, that's why. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what have you been selling? Everything? A little bit of everything or what? It was an interesting day. I actually uh, I got a collection in this weekend that was from a, a local store in Tomball that closed in the 90s, and they just put stuff away. And so it 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 honestly, when I bought it, I thought to myself, I feel like these are my boxes from when I had my store in from 95 to 97. It looked like it was mine. It's so crazy to go. It's nostalgia. So we've been doing that's the sales we did on Saturday and today. It just I think everyone else is ready for nostalgia too, as it looks like. Wow. So so that stuff's been in storage for like 25 years, about. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Daggum. Yeah. <laughs> it's because like I'm not I'm not even sure of what store that would have been, and I'm somewhat in the area, you know, or had been back then. Um, Brainy, what about you? What's going on? Man, I had a lazy weekend. I had That's so good. I just opted not to do anything, just lazied out. And now I regret it because I still have all that stuff to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what the work week is for. Even when you already work, you just have more work. So I don't know. Yeah, but you know, now it also gives my wife the ammunition to say, you know, you lazied out all weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more uh, more on the list, right? But exactly. um, I mean, you got to relax at some point. What what did you uh, what you do to relax? Um, I think I may have watched like three seasons of Thirty Rock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty good. I like that. Right. Uh, what else did I do? Watch Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I seriously just watch TV most of the time. Uh, of course, sorted a few comic books uh, beyond that. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, what decade were your comics from? Ooh, they go everywhere. Oh, everywhere, my. okay. And, you know, this is something I, I was just talking to my staff earlier. I'm taking home about a short box full of comics a week. Of course, I'm not reading most of them. I'm like, this has got to stop. I'm running out of space at home. I keep telling myself, I want to sit down and read these one day, but I don't know when, when I'm going to be able to read that many comic books. On average, how many comics does a long box have? And what's the difference between a long box and a short box? Well, assuming they're not boarded and bagged, you can have about 350 to 400 in a, in a long box. In a short box, you can have anywhere from 150 to 250, depending on books so that adds up um i've also learned that i cannot carry a long box anymore or you know i remember when i used to just grab them stack them grab them stack them can't do that anymore i reaction is more of i don't want to do that anymore my my back is like yeah (laughs) no more yeah don't uh don't stack them and lift with your legs that's pretty much what you got to do at this point right there's a big difference between 1970s long box and 2000s long box. 2000, yep. 2020s long box, you almost can't pick up. She's really okay. 
the paper. Well, what are the like what are the pretty ones that I buy? Like with the characters and stuff on them. Those are short boxes? Yes. Okay. So how many so what does that hold? Like a hundred to hundred and fifty? About one fifty to two hundred, give or take. Um, okay. They there are actually, believe it or not, they're not all the same size. Um I believe BCWs are a little bit longer or shorter. Yeah, the, the ones that come directly from Marvel are different size, which are basically done by WizKids. Yeah. Uh, BCWs are, they're, they're different sizes. So then, yeah, that's why we don't, uh, I would say about 150 to 200. And if you bag and board them about 125 to 175, give or take. And then there's so many people out there that grimace just now, including myself, when you said if you bag and board them. Like, I can't imagine a world where at least a comic collector <laughs> leaves their comics just raw or squishes them together. Um, from our back stock perspective, we do have them uh, now bags and boards. Okay. Uh, and, and we just bought a, a, a huge, well, I shouldn't say a huge, it's a large, I think it was like 40 boxes of collection, and man, half of the stuff. And I'm trying to wonder, like, what was this person thinking when they were... There are some in Mylar, and these books do, in my opinion at least, don't deserve to be in Mylar. And there were some decent books. I'm like, why are these without bags and boards? I, I just did not understand what this person was thinking when they had the collection. They had graphic novels in there, put in sideways within the box, and, you know, uh, with comic books that are getting bent like this. So, like, um, so there, I guess there's a little bit of an art to how to collect comic books <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's lots of i mean i'm sure there's way more supplies now than there used to be too um because and now there's like different sizes of bags and boards silver age golden age modern age and yes. different types so if you can get them in fact miss general <laughs> we, we can't yeah yeah my wife was just telling us earlier is like our distributor basically said no bags and boards for you guys this week wow really was yeah. that now? Is that the first time that's happened in like the last eighteen months? For us, yes, they've cut our orders definitely, where we haven't been able to get full cases. But this is the first time they said uh, we can't have any this week. But I, their reasoning wasn't because they're out of stock. I think their reasoning was they just don't have enough staff to fill orders, which is you know, still wow, right? Yeah, mine. Mine is uh, you know I've. It's my the only secret I hold in the industry. I'll tell everybody anything, but I won't tell them how it looks supplies person is. And um, it's gotten to the point where I call up once a week and I just say, what do you have? And I say, I'll take whatever I am allotted. Yep. I don't care what supply it is at this point. It's gotten, it's everything. It's not just one thing or the other. Correct. So is this so is this a combined like production and distribution problem then right now? I think so. Okay. Um, and I, I hate to say this, but I, I also believe it is a control uh, problem mm. where distributors might be trying to control how much they let out. Um, you know, make make sure that they have supplies last for the year or whatnot. Uh, I'm not I'm not making it sound like a bad thing. I hope uh, it's more of you know just to make sure that. They can accommodate as many people as well. You weren't, you know, back in the days we used to be able to say, "Hey, I want three cases," and they would give us discounts on our cases as well. But now, no case discount. Prices have risen, uh, and we're limited to, you know, sometimes as little as only one pack uh, of uh, bags and boards. But you, 
like Ms. Jess said, you know, we, I, I, that's one of our secrets where we don't tell who we get them from. Um, but um, they have taken care of us for sure. We've been with them for like 20 years, so they take care of us as much as they can. But even we're being restricted to what we can get. I've seen that uh, all across other hobbies too, especially trading cards. Oh, um, where it's just, you know, and it's certain protectors used for certain things like the, the card saver ones. Those were super scarce and they were probably three to four times the price. And now they're like back and play on Amazon Prime for, you know, 30% of what they were, which is probably still a little bit over <laughs> regular price from two years ago. Yep. But I think, you know, I, I guess it's just like people's collecting habits also affect um, your ability to keep supplies in, probably. Right. Um, and with comics, it's a little different because, like I said, I just bag and board everything. Like, it's not, you know, like with trading cards, you're just going to sleeve up and top load the most valuable cards. And then if if there are any you're going to send off to get graded... Then they go in like the the grading sleeves, which are like those uh, the cardboard gold, um, you know, card saver ones and stuff. But with a uh, with comics, there's not much more than bags and boards. I've seen like top loaders pick up a little bit, but you still put them in a bag and board first. <laughs> so it's not there's really no way around bags and boards. But see, back last March, we thought it was going to begin and end with toilet paper, right? And then now we're starting to like just over the last 18 months, there's been such, we talked about before, but there's been such random stuff like sand, lumber, chicken, school supplies. And it's just now, uh, you know, bags and board. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm, it all comes down to paper and plastic, basically. But yeah. I'm surprised with the cost of lumber. I mean, that just means the housing is going to go up because it's going to cost more to build a house now, which it is. You know, when a two by four for us used to cost, what, 350 a piece an eight foot piece and now it's uh ten dollars well it's down to like about seven or eight now but that's you know more than twice as much and that building a new house just went up well i think it spiked at three to four times and the reason was because people weren't selling so property in general like is basically like well if you want a house you're gonna have to build it Correct. so then then everything that it takes to build house like glass for windows and sand for glass just everything across the board went up so hopefully it normalizes at some point but now we're hitting you know this i get hopefully we're in the middle of this uh fourth wave that may end up being worse than the first so it'll be interesting to see like another six to 12 months from now what else has been uh affected because now i'm starting to see businesses that are shut down for a few days not because of any mandates but because they don't have enough people to work so we'll see, you know, hopefully everyone can avoid that from, from here on out. But it's just, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That's a weird conundrum as well, you know. Um, I remember before the pandemic, there were, there were still people looking for jobs. And all of a sudden, it's a scarcity of um, employees, which is very indicative of whether they've, figured out they don't need to work and you know i or are just scared to work i i don't know which one it is and you know if it's if it's the first one where they're getting their funding from are are the social services really taking care of their needs 
You know, I know, I know uh, unemployment is what they're giving 300 for each additional, but can you really survive off of that? No, but um, I mean, employment did have a pretty big spike in June, uh, but we'll see like how this, you know, round of COVID uh, affects that. But I have noticed a lot of big employers like Walmart and Target for one or for two um, offering college to pay for college, which yep. is not something that was ever done before, which that that's a good thing. So hopefully some good things like that come out of this. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to see where that goes. But, uh, I guess bags and boards are the new cardboard gold sounds like so, but it's like, how do you, do you, do y'all miss Jen? Do you collect comics yourself? Um, not, not in the traditional sense. I read them, but I don't. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't know if that might be like a slippery slope because you might just want to keep everything, right? I mean, so, I mean, te- technically you're collecting like tens of thousands of comics at once. They just rotate a lot. But, <laughs> but uh, Brainy, what about you? Do you have a personal collection? I do. It's larger than I would want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just store mine bags and boards and cardboard boxes. I mean, I know they make different types of, of long boxes, but... It's like you said, like they get heavier and heavier as you get older. So, <laughs> and as Miss Jen pointed out, the paper stock has changed so much that they're getting heavier now. Yeah, and, you know, a, a long box twenty years ago did not weigh as much as it does now. Uh, heck, I think it's like less than half of what it is now. It is the paper stock they're using is very heavy. But then I've also seen like the the plastic, like the thick rubber plastic ones that that close. Those have to be even heavier. Yes. Uh, so, the BCW plastic uh, storage boxes. Yes, they are quite. But uh, do they make long boxes in that? I, th- I think they do. They did start making long. Boxes. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I just need them to like walk and. I, I need a self-sorting box. That's what I need. That's you know, you you know what would be cool is if there was one that you could like scan it on the way in. And connect it to your favorite collector app. Just scan it right in, and then it's in your collection in your phone. Well, I mean, yeah, I do like get away from my food. <laughs> my dog wants my food now. <laughs> um, I mean, in theory, if you want, just put a scanner in front of your box, and just as you're dropping it in, it scans the barcode, and it'll put it in the CLZ app. If you're using CLZ, I don't know which one you use. Well, I think that's the only one that has a scan feature right now. It may not be, but I think it is. Yeah, I think Zap Power, Power Zap, I forgot what they call it. I think they call Zap Power Comics or something like that. I believe they have that as well. It's just the typing is another thing that gets a lot harder when you're older. That's why you just scan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's like that. I like Key Collectors Comics as an app, but it doesn't have a scan feature. So. I think Key Collectors does a photo capture, doesn't it? Oh, maybe. That would be cool. I mean, it, it would make sense, I guess. Or if you were really lazy, you could take a picture and then go through Google Lens and then find the text and then copy and paste. Right. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of unnecessary steps. Miss Jen, did you go to a movie theater this weekend? I feel like you go every weekend. I sure did. Just what like, did you see? I, I saw The Suicide Squad because I wanted to see it on the big screen. And Brainy, did you see it on HBO Max? 
I did watch it on Max. I mean, I did watch it on a 75, so I wasn't, you know, I had my personal big screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also did that. Um, Miss Jen, what was it like seeing it in the theater? It was interesting. I thought there would be more audience reaction. There were a couple scenes that there was a big reaction, but there wasn't as much out loud laughing as I thought there might be. Maybe we forgot how to do it or something. Maybe, like, just kind of, uh, or maybe we forgot how to do it in unison. To Like, the, the energy is probably not there, I would assume. <laughs> At least, as it, like it was pre-COVID. Um, I think there were probably a few moments in that movie that would have gotten the stand-up and cheer uh, at some point, like pre-COVID, for sure. Um, so what uh, what general thoughts on it, and then we'll talk about the box office and all that stuff, but what were your general thoughts on the movie, Miss Jen? Um, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. I thought they did a good job of making you at least kind of care about the characters and the amount of time that you had with each of them. Because there was a lot of new ones introduced, right? It could have all just gotten lost. They, you know, Gun's a master at making you care about, or making characters that just look ridiculous make sense somehow. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but it, I, I think he went through and said, these ridiculous ones. And that's, I mean, like, they're characters that no real comic book person probably could have pointed out before the announcements for what characters they were going to be using. And uh, he also has a knack for making people like rodents. <laughs> yeah, like Marvel for Marvel was raccoons for DC. It's rats. Uh, Brainy, what were your initial thoughts on it? Um, well, you know, I went in watching it. Of course, I watched it yesterday and everybody else I knew who had watched it prior overly hyped it so i was really excited to watch it so unfortunately it didn't meet the expectations because i i just thought it was you know gonna blow my mind not saying it was bad I, I'm, I'm saying it was still a good movie i enjoyed it but it 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 was it just didn't did not meet my expectations uh, a few quick few scenes just bothered me you know like the without too much spoilers guys um the relationship scene I don't understand how they got to that in just a few minutes. And, you know, I, what about the breakup scene then? Well, I love the breakup scene. That was great. <laughs> I think that was the best part of that entire relationship. <laughs> I, I like that they allowed that character to do that, given her past history and not really mentioning who she was really referencing. Correct. But just basically be like, this is going down a path where I'm just tired of going down that path. Yep. I think it sort of releases that character for future endeavors. And then, yeah, actually, that bothered me as well. That, that character being in, I understand why they put that character there, but I don't understand why. Man, trying to avoid. Well, everybody knows uh, she's in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand how Harley ends up in this. She does not belong in this movie. I liked her in there. But the way they brought her in, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if that, I think the movie could have worked without her involvement in it. I liked her in it, but I, I think it could have worked without it. Maybe. What do you think about that mission, uh, Harley Quinn's role in this movie? 
I mean, I think that they had to make an attempt to bridge the audience from the first movie to this one. So they picked characters that made sense, I guess. We knew we knew Amanda was going to be part of it because, you know, it's Waller. Um, I think I liked who they picked to come across. They didn't have a lot of choices, obviously, but... And I think that the concept that they used with Amanda picking the team, I think that that was perfect to tie the two movies together. I don't think they needed Harley in there. Um, again, not saying that you know she did a great job acting. She did a you know her comic relief did work. I just don't know how. You know, I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> this is the first weekend. Um. I guess some people might feel that she commandeered it the same way that some people feel she commandeered Birds of Prey. But I am of the mind that she kind of opened that door for all the other characters. Because I just think it's so hard to market a superhero movie now without like a name attached to it. it I mean, it would be interesting if they gave you all unknown characters. But but DC is not really in a place to do that. I think the first, other than if you go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, I think the Eternals is going to be a good test of that coming up. Because like, does anyone that that's not buying comics all the time know what they're about to see? <laughs> and Marvel's the Eternals. I don't think so. I do have to say one thing. Yeah, go for it. Anybody saw that movie and said that they weren't staring at John Cena's junk? They're lying. <laughs> Liars. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Every time it panned back to him, the whole audience, that's the part when I was saying the reactions, all went. <gasps> Everybody. Now, were there. Uh, yes, you're uh, right. Uh, I know we're trying to sort of avoid spoilers. So I'm going to I'm going to very carefully word this question. Okay. But were there any. Were there any character arcs in in the movie that surprised you? In what like, sense? Well, in the sense of it's the Suicide Squad. You know, everyone's a villain, right? But were there any were were there any character lines you enjoyed way more than you thought you would, or maybe you were more endeared to that character, or or were there any was there any was there anything, you know that, I mean, we're not spoiling anything when we say bad guys are known for betrayal, right? So we know that there's a few betrayals in the film. We know that there's some, like, soft spots with, like, backstory. But were there any were there any characters that you really went away, like, going, wow, I, I didn't know I, I wanted that character in this. For me, it was Ratcatcher. And that might have been, like, partly in connection with her uh, her best bud wearing the backpack. Because uh, I thought all of that was incredible. Uh, to me, I don't know if you, if either one of you have seen Suicide Squad, which, uh, sorry, duh, you just said you did. <laughs> Do, I see I'm already getting mixed in my brain. Doom Patrol, which is now on HBO Max as well. Um, because since we've been doing the show, no one really watched the DC Universe shows. I think Chaz had watched a few, but... But I do highly recommend, if you like this at all, to watch Doom Patrol now that it's on HBO Max. To me, this movie was like Doom Patrol with like a $150 million budget. Just like the zaniness and all that. 
now now I'm going in with high expectations to watch you know when I watch Doom Patrol. Oh, you can. Um, it's also it, it's also very adult, and there's some uh, difficult storylines to watch in there. But I think Brendan Fraser as Robot Man is definitely a bright spot. Nice. And um, and the way that they deal with Crazy Jane um, and all the personalities is pretty awesome. Uh, so that and season three is on its way, but the first two seasons are on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, for so so Miss Jen, I guess like I keep trying to talk around spoilers, but let's just put it this way: Who is your favorite character in the film? Uh, I don't know. What my favorite character is, but my favorite character interaction was the ridiculous um, peacemaker versus death mask or whatever his name was when it it looked exactly like a legolas and gimli you know competition for mm-hmm. money yeah yeah i like that very much um oh oh go ahead brainy what about you brainy <laughs> that, that was a dead silence we needed right um i don't i don't know i i there, there are some scenes that really, you know, that were really memorable. That interaction, of course, you know, that, that was a perfect one with the two of them uh, going at it. Um, the powers they revealed of Polka Dot Man, we knew who that was, right? Or did I spoil anything? No, we knew who that was. Good. <laughs> uh, his powers, you know, they, they were very interesting. I didn't expect it to be what they were. I thought he, he was just... In fact, I thought he would have the same fate that others did at the, you know, on the beach. Uh, so that that was good to see. Um, and in fact, speaking of the beach, I was a little disappointed with, um, you know, the very first villain they introduced. Um, Amanda Waller. Was she first? I thought, uh, what's his name was? Oh, maybe. Yeah, he was sitting out in the in the yard. Bouncing the ball, right? Oh, you're talking about Savant. See, okay, so I do a Birds of Prey podcast, right? And Savant was created by Gail Simone and just could not really stand that character. He comes in like halfway through that volume one. Uh, so going toe-to-toe with Black Canary and Barbara Gordon uh, as the Oracle. And just written like, you know, name is Savant, obviously – so he has all these like super skills of learning and memorization and photographic memory and all that stuff. Um, I thought that character translated fantastically to the big screen. You're not supposed to like him, but I think I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> so, so what was your, how did you, and also, uh, the, the presence of, uh, birds, I feel like meant, a whole lot more to this movie than I thought it did at the time. But now when I think about it, it's like the symbolism of birds was real big. There. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of cool what they did with that. Uh, the, the two birds, of course. Um, yeah, man, how do I do this without. He knew what would happen. Damn, man. How do you avoid spoilers in this? Oh, you mean like he knew what was going on, like what how the mission would end? Correct. And yeah. you know what he did, he knew what the the consequences that would be as well. So why 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 take that route? Why go and do what he did? 
Man, this is so hard to do without spoilers. <laughs> now, wait, are you so are we talking about Savant? Or are we talking about everyone's favorite SNL actor? Wait, who's the SNL actor? <laughs> P. Davidson. Now, now I'm in the spoiler oh, territory. No, 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 no. That, that, I mean, I, I think that worked out really well the way you. Oh, okay. And yeah, that was um. No, Savant was the one with the birds, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, the the beginning. Yes. Yes. So they get to the beach. And what he does afterwards does not make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I from from a, a movie perspective and a writing perspective, you have to do it to make the audience believe. Because uh, remember, remember who the villain of this movie is. It's Amanda Waller, right? Correct. I mean, like, just like the first one, just like the con. By the way, her in the comics is is equally manipulative and just like vindictive. Um, and she's got a great backstory, and there's a lot of stuff where you do empathize with why she this way. But I, even even though in the first one, I I did not care for the first Suicide Squad. It got you know low ratings. A lot of people across the board were like meh. Um, but I still thought the Amanda Waller character was very good in it. Um, she's just a a good character. But in this film, it's like, <laughs> ooh, she's bad. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, I got I got a one of my favorite scenes is the golf club scene. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was awesome. They yeah, they, they filmed it properly. They did. You know, that was done really well. And of course, you know, afterwards is pretty cool too. her reaction afterwards. Yeah. But uh, so. So I guess what you were saying is like villains putting themselves in peril, knowing that they're in peril. And like, why would they do that? I guess it's just the the chance you take. I mean, you're already he knows he can't get out of his current situation. So maybe he figures like, oh, they can't get me in the ocean. And I say they in a non spoilery way. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, maybe I, I did. When we talk about this later, we'll, we'll discuss it. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Uh, I will say, um, did you guys have any favorite cameos from the film? I really only know of one, so I basically just asked. I'm basically just saying, did you see a famous comic book creator in the first two minutes of the film? Miss Jen, you both look like you're thinking about it. Yeah. I don't. Maybe I missed them. The scientist that injected him, that made that injection about two minutes into the film, John Ostrander, famous, oh. famous, uh, not only uh, creator of Oracle uh, when DC was kind of done with Barbara Gordon's character, um, after the Killing Joke, uh, he and his wife Kim created Oracle and. Is uh, a lot of comic book nerds probably know Oracle's first appearance was in Suicide Squad number twenty three as a field op behind a computer, and then and then you had Birds of Prey and everything after that. Uh, but you do you guys do know that there's a, another comic book writer in the movie, right? That was prominently featured. David uh, David Dasmachin, Polka Dot Man. He writes uh, Count Crawley. I oh. don't know that. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and, and, and he's also you probably also recognize him from the MCU. He's one of the tertiary characters in the Ant Man series. Yes, that I recognize from. Yeah, so uh, I just thought it was a fun movie. Also, the main villain, um, and we won't give it away, but like super classic. I mean, you can't you can't find a villain much older as far as like a Justice League villain, and just I thought. I honestly thought, like, if this was even, even with technology, I even thought, like, if this was done even three years ago, it'd be a mistake. They made that thing look good. I thought it looked good. You know, uh, that, that is something they needed in the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Keep keep it true to the original book. That would have worked really well. (laughs) (laughs) Now... Now, Brainy, did you get to see uh, HBO's Watchmen? Oh yeah, I mean that they they played that really well, right? They handled it well. Yes. Because you don't always have to show the you know much like Cloverfield, you don't have to show the monster, even though everyone wants to see the monster. You don't always have don't always have to show it. But I was I was very impressed with the special effects of Suicide Squad. Yeah, as as long as it's not a, a Cloud Galactus, you know, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, but now we know the technology is there for Galactus. You can never have Galactus as a cloud ever again. We will not accept it as a comic book community. <laughs> we got to go on the record. No more cloud Galactus. Right. I don't it, care it, what incarnation he's in. In the You know what would be really awesome is a uh, Marvel zombie Galactus. But just yeah. mindlessly eating planets in space. Be pretty cool. Um, more on Marvel Zombies in a second, but so just to uh, Miss Jen, any uh, last thoughts on Suicide Squad? No, uh, only to try to be not spoilery. I thought that there would be some retribution that happened from our main baddie later in the film. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, and I, I kept waiting for the TARDIS as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, what was really scary is he. Well, now he's never mind. Well, it was, I'll keep going. I wanted to make a, a TARDIS related comment, but we'll save it for off mic just to not spoil things. Um, so, just to wrap that up, so it, it's currently a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, the original Suicide Squad was completely opposite in every way. Um, it's. it's Critical rating was about one-fifth of this one, but the box office was five times more. Uh, this one was on HBO Max, and as we can attest to, probably two out of three people, the two being me and Brainy, saw it you know, at home on HBO Max versus the one-third in this situation um, shown by Miss Jen went to the theater. And that was reflected in the box office, right? So I don't, you know, and everyone... You know, every week they want to be like, go gloom and doom in the Hollywood box office. It's not gloom and doom. Look, it made $26 million. Uh, we're in a situation now where kids are going back to school. Uh, COVID, frankly, is running rampant again. So it's going to affect, you know, people's some people's decisions to go out and just staffing and stuff like we said. So I think $26 million in a pandemic, in wave four of a pandemic, is pretty good but we've already had like fast and furious and some other movies that were shattering you know 
the records and then snake eyes came out and everyone's like oh hollywood's over and then whatever came out last week was like oh hollywood's back and now oh hollywood's over. <laughs> but anyway what one so, other well this one had was the stigma from the previous one you know a lot of people i think so out of it so um, but it all, but it also had a boost because people knew what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, and um, he has stated that he will be back in some form or fashion with DC. So um, it would be interesting on a sequel if Harley Quinn sits out because I know that she wants to take a care uh, a break from that character for a while. So maybe. Honestly, what would be fantastic, they may not have the budget or want to have the budget, an A-team version, you know, a 60-minute action hour version, like an A-team version of Suicide Squad for HBO Max would be fantastic. Eight episodes, new mission each week, probably an, an underlying, you know, bad guy throughout being built up for the finale. That would be the way to go because then, then you can use, like, minor characters, crazy characters, whomever. Correct. And that that's, you know, one thing DC does have an advantage is they've got a lot of villains they can use for Suicide Squad. Yeah, they just have a massive character uh, library and um, TV shows are more forgiving to not have like a lead, you know, name. Because if it's just, if you know kind of what you're getting into. Um, and just to round out the box office... Uh, Jungle Cruise picked up another 15.8 million, and see that one's also people can watch at home, but see there's a paywall to that one, so it's making me think if there was a paywall to Suicide Squad, the numbers would have been almost triple probably, yeah. Uh, because I frankly just knew oh I'm just going to watch it for free, but and then and then Space Jam was third place with another four million. Now this week it'll be interesting. Ryan Reynolds' long-awaited Free Guy movie comes out. We've seen trailers for that for what a year and a half two years in the new trailer no i haven't seen the new one <laughs> was it was it a, i know that like there's been some deadpool trailers and jokes but there's a this one has a different character but it's okay still, yeah but, but like just imagine you took john cena's body and stuck ryan reynolds head on okay well, i think i did see that but uh, it'll be interesting to see what that movie does because that's not going to be available anywhere. So people are going to have to go to the theater. But we'll see what that situation is like next week. And then um, respect the Aretha Franklin uh, biopic and then the horror film Don't Breathe 2 also out Friday. So we'll see what the box office does this weekend. Um, I had mentioned Marvel Zombies earlier and they're going to be featured on at least one episode of the what if show uh, on disney plus now that comes out wednesday super excited for that we're going to get a lot of stuff in there we're going to get Haley carter coming back as peggy carter only this time she's going to be captain brenton the creators have already said she's going to be in pretty much every episode you know timeline incarnation kind of holding it all together the other thing, which is going to be pretty emotional for a lot of people, is that Chadwick Boseman is going to be in four episodes of this. He recorded a lot of audio, right? So he's going to be in four episodes, and it's going to be like a Star-Lord version. So we're going to see a different side of T'Challa than we did with him portraying Black Panther. So I just think 
that this is going to be a really exciting series. Um, now, they're kind of gearing it to be a little bit more dark, obviously, with the zombies um, debut and, and all that kind of thing. But there was one idea that the writer A.C. Radley said that they turned him down on, that it was too dark. Uh, does is anyone here have a arachnophobia? Okay, just me. Okay, so they had they had he basically pitched an episode, and I think this has been done, you know, in in the comic. You guys can chime in on it in a second, but uh, where Spider Man turns into a spider, like full blown spider, and they said no, that's that's too body hordes too much for to retain our PG thirteen, you know, restriction. So. Um, I'm terrified of spiders. I'm fine if I never see that episode. But do either of you know if that happened in the comic? Yeah, I think also happened in one of the animated series. I think they did make him into a spider. Okay, but I'm sure it wasn't like. But I'm sure it wasn't like creepy, like skin falling off, like Jeff Goldblum turning into the fly stuff. Okay. Uh, Man, which story arc? And he does turn into a spider. He does have the six or six or eight arms and legs and whatnot. Isn't it called the Arachnus Project? It might be. It's been. It might be, but uh, so I'm looking forward to that one, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what else branches off of that. Uh, Brainy, I think you have to go to the meeting, right? Yes, exactly. So Okay, um, well, we appreciate it. Thanks for your thoughts on the Suicide Squad, and we'll uh, hear from you again next week on all kinds of things. Yep, have fun, guys. All Talk right, later. So, uh, Miss Jen, um, I don't know if you've been... Are you watching the Disney Plus shows right now? I, I have been. I don't know. I, I haven't watched, like... Is that, like, ter- is Turner and Hooch on... One of their new ones? It is. I yeah. That, and there was something else that I saw when I was scrolling through that I haven't got to watch yet. Do you plan on watching uh, What If? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So are there any are there any storylines that you would be looking forward to knowing that they're probably borrowing from not only the What If comics, which some of the stuff has manifested itself already, right? Like one of the famous What If issues is what if Jane Foster picked up the hammer? Well, that's already happening. And maybe we get some kind of precursory thing leading into, um, you know, Love and Thunder. Maybe not. But uh, what would be like the biggest thing to you, MCU wise, for them to kind of undo or to look down a different path? So I think my favorite of the what ifs was what if the Punisher's family had not been killed? Oh, yeah. I just thought that was kind of like, would that character still be the same in any way? I see, and, and we know that those that show has been tied up in Netflix, and we know that the the rights have gone back to Marvel, but we don't know what their plans are for him yet. So it would be awesome to see that. I'm thinking with season one though, they're gonna stick to MCU stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, like may, maybe they're just gonna do simple, you know, well not simple, but we know one of them is gonna be what if. Tony Stark had not been, you know, injured and captured, right? I mean, that's that's in the trailer. But I think they're also going to go for, like, kind of easy uh, easy buckets, like, what if Thanos had won? And just maybe show us, 
Because I, I even wanted to see that. Like, what is his, you know, oh, sorry for the lack of reusing their words or a bad pun or both, but what it, what was his end game? Like, what did he just want to be a gardener the rest of his life? And I don't know. Like, it, it would just be interesting to see that type of stuff. But anyway, that's going to come out this Wednesday and then every episode's new Wednesday. Uh, every episode's new Wednesday. Every yeah. Wednesday, new episodes. Oh. My gosh, I'm already, we're, we're like 40 minutes in and I'm already just babbling, but, um, so just, uh, I'll just go through some real quick news. Uh, we get more Animaniacs November 5th premiere date. That'll be on Hulu. The, uh, second season of bad batch has been officially announced. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching that on Disney plus, but I've actually checked that out, even though I never was able to really get into the clone wars. And Bad Batch, I guess because it's sort of like a different part of the universe where it's like, you know, clones that are kind of doing their own thing. Uh, it's been a really good show. So the final episode of season one is this week, which is part two of their finale. So that's renewed coming back. Season three of Titans comes back Thursday, and that's going to be every Thursday between now and mid-October. That'll be on HBO Max. Stranger Things 2022. I mean, we probably would have figured that by now, right? Because they haven't been hyping it up or talking about it or anything. But it is coming back. That was that was probably... I mean, we know Netflix has been around for a long time, right? But that was really like the the first gigantic Netflix show. Yeah, that like You had House of Cards and stuff before that. But this one, that one's been so big and... It'll be interesting to see if the the water cooler talk picks back up on that. Because, <laughs> yeah. and it's just such a. I don't think they would do this, but I'm wondering if they're possibly thinking about doing one per week. Oh wow! I think people would lose their minds, right? But also, like, people aren't really talking about Netflix a lot. Like, I know some people that because of Hulu, Disney Plus. I mean, all the many you know options we have. They're like, oh, I haven't watched Netflix in a year. Now, it's not that bad for me, but I mean, I I probably watch a show a month on there now. And it yeah. used to be just daily. So I'll make, make up for you. I mostly watch Netflix. <laughs> okay. Well, I know you'll be watching like The Witcher Season 2 and all that stuff. But like, uh, and, and see, there's still a lot of shows like that where I haven't given it a proper chance to get into it. So yeah. once I figure out when that show's coming back, I'll I'll binge Season 1. They also do a really good job of having lots of good documentaries that I like and a lot. They of do. Yeah, they they and and I think their original films are hit and miss, but their documentary series are pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and then Cobra Kai returns in December. So speaking of Netflix, I know that's a, definitely a show I'll binge then. So, uh, let's go ahead and move on to comics so what any anything surprise you from last week like sale wise or buzz wise um we don't kill spiders from scout i just told you i had arachnophobia but yeah go ahead yeah well i mean you'll like it because <laughs> it's, it's it's like viking era uh 
the main character is part of a village that has something coming against it. So he leaves and goes and tries to find a witch from another village to come help with it. Okay. By way of introduction, she says basically that her sect of witches don't kill spiders. So I'm just thinking to myself, that's got to come back around at some point. The name of the series, We Don't Kill Spiders, and she mentions it in the first issue. So something, something's going to go down where she's going to I guess maybe. Um, and then what about uh, top sellers of last week? What do you remember flying off the shelves? Uh, the biggest the biggest seller was all of the final prints of uh, Stray Dogs. Yeah, see, and as far as we know, that has not been optioned, right? Oh, you can, you can guarantee that's going to happen. Well, what's going to happen? But now is that... Oh, okay, so... So speaking of stray dogs, I don't want to forget to mention this to get people into the store, your store and everyone's store. Free comic book day is finally this upcoming weekend. Now, did we have one last year? Because here's the thing. It's it's all been scattered and it's all like people have the, the books from August 14th already up, up on eBay and all this stuff. So I don't know if that's just like their personal choice or if you got the books early or or, or what, but... Tell people about Free Comic Book Day. So Free Comic Book Day, I don't know that it happened last year. I know they released books for it. I know we purchased them, and I know we gave them away. But most people didn't have the bandwidth to be able to have a really big event. And by and large, most people this year, you'll see a very pared-back Free Comic Book Day because it's very much harder to have guests fly in, as you can imagine. There's not oh, a yeah willing to want to travel to another state right now so um you'll probably see a lot of local uh talent being uh kind of like featured and that's certainly true at our store we're doing uh we're having red five which is a great publisher that's from houston that's going to come in force and uh they're going to release the box which doesn't release until the 18th they're going to release it on saturday the saturday with us and then uh, another local creator Mark Nasso, who I adore, is going to come. And uh, so we're just going to make it all local. We're not going to have any bells or whistles or crazy chaos, or we're not going to do the Olymp- the Deadpool Olympics this year. We're not going to have the Batmobile out front. We're going to try to get people their free comic books and, um, and have it be as safe as we can. But that's probably, most people are thinking about logistics that way. And I have already heard a lot of comic book stores that are last minute, they're just canceling the event because things have gotten real serious real fast, especially in, in their area if it's gotten difficult for them. So I yeah. think it's an interesting rollout. My cautionary tale to everybody that's thinking about going to free comic book days is for every single place you're going to go visit, make sure you check their social media to see what they're asking people to do. Uh, so don't go and yell at people that they are asking for masks. If they've clearly made it clear that they would like you to have masks to come to their event to keep the kids safe, because the kids can't have, have can't have had shots yet, and that's mostly an event that's focused for them. So just be, be a good person on Free Comic Book Day. Those comic book stores spent money to buy those thousands of books they're going to give away. I know they seem like they must be free, but they're not. We pay for them, so they're only free to you. So be very sweet. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you guys get invoice for that. So you're you're giving them uh, the idea of this, I, I would think mostly is to try and get kids in the comics because there's a lot of kid friendly comics. Yeah. Now, there's also 
some non-kid-friendly comics like Stray Dogs and Something's Killing the Children. And and those seem to be the ones that people are out for for like a, a collector value or whatever because those two, I think most people who buy comics have heard or purchased you know, issues of those by now. What What is the idea behind like doing a free comic book day for those types of books? Is it really just to give it back to the fans? Because you're not really trying to promote something that everyone knows about at that point. Well, I think uh, you've mentioned two specific books. Stray Dogs, I'm not certain. Oh, sorry. Good. Get out of the call. Um, I think that the, I'm not certain, but I, uh, that if that has original content in it, but it might. There's a lot of those books that do. I, I think it does. I know the House of Slaughter does. That introduces yes. the book that is coming out. So it is going to be a first appearance bill. So I understand why people want them, but don't miss the fact that the DC books that are coming out on Free Comic Book Day and the Marvel books are all also going to be peppered with brand new storylines and characters that'll be the implications for what's coming out next. So, and probably for a lot of the other companies too. There, there's no reason for a publisher to spend money on printing these books, which they also take a big hit on because they have to still pay the people that they're having create the art and write the storylines and they still have to pay the printer and all of those things. So the publisher's taking a big hit and then uh, the stores are taking a hit to make sure that they have a way for you to like, at least try out a comic book. And so when the publishers are thinking about what they're going to make, they have to think about what's going to make the most impact because there's no reason to spend that money and then have it be just another run of the mill thing you could have bought in the dollar bin. So uh, I'm hoping they're bringing their A game this year to bring, you know, people to the shops. And I'm sure, from what I've seen so far, that must be true. Now, you might have mentioned this, but do you guys still do the uh, canned goods for comics? Oh, we do, and I'm I am 100 certain that any store that's doing uh, free comic book day is a charity fundraiser or a blood drive or those things. I know for a fact that all of those food banks are in desperate need of help. And I know that the blood banks are really low. So if you are, if you can find a local comic shop that's doing a free comic book day as a fundraiser, if you can really try to help out, that'd be so awesome. Because I know that our food bank is decimated because we didn't get to do free comic book day last year. So they didn't get anything from us then. And the needs are so much higher than they were um, when we're not in pandemic. So because our, our food bank that we support um, just... Uh, focuses on uh, single parents in our uh, county, so it's it's going back to your to your local community, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So so basically, the deal is one can good per comic, right? Um, we in the At past done it one. We've done it one for every three, but I think we'll probably do a one to one scale this week this time because I just, it makes it so much easier than trying to figure out all the the math. And do and, and do three to one if you can, right? I mean, like give. Give twelve canned goods and take four comics if you can do it. But any any and all will be appreciated, right? Especially especially now. So, um, and then as far as like the uh, yeah, just go to the social media. Most stores post what they're doing if there's any you know thing they're asking for in return, and you know social distancing, mask, all that stuff. But I, I would think I know pandemic is is way different. We didn't have one last year, but. On average, like going, you know, the past five before, 
do you think that this brings in new customers or do you think this just gets a renewed interest to people who already have been into your shop a few times, but maybe they're just coming back to check out free comics? I think we have a big mix of people. And then yeah. we have people that go from store to store to store to store to try to pick up a hot comic. But who can blame them? I think we have a lot of parents that use it as their the first foray into comics for their kids because it's a it's a, an exciting day usually with like costume characters and other fun things for them to interact with. So it's kind of like going to the carnival. Um, I think there's our regular customers that haven't been in for a great long time. I hope they're going to come out and see us and uh, kind of reconnect with us. We miss them all, so like we all need each other. We're a pretty emotional state for most everyone, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, school's starting in our area, so it's just going to be a big, <laughs> big week of change. Oh. Uh, so it's always good to get lost in uh, comics. So, yeah, that's free comic book day uh, this weekend. Now, moving on to comics coming out this week. This time I'm going to help you out, because I know you're always doing, like, the advanced list and stuff, and you got, like, six or seven weeks of comics in your brain, right? So I'm going to, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll rattle off some of them, and then you can fill in the gaps. Um, but, you know, we've got Detective Comics 1041, Wonder Woman 777, that's a fun number, uh, Daredevil 33 on the Marvel side, X-Force 22, The Joker number six, Miles Morales number 29, uh, the very hot Star Wars High Republic number eight, and then also from DC Infinite Frontier number four. And then Miss Jen, I'll let you hit any big ones from the big two that I missed, and any indies you want to throw out there. Okay, so just so that everybody knows, um, the allocation for Black Masks White number two is very real. I can't remember how <laughs> it ordered, but it was a lot, and I get three. So. And I think all of those go to pull boxes, which means I'll have none and people will be upset that I don't have them, but I can't fix an allocation, which gives me no comics. Um, there is um, a cool book that I saw. Oh, uh, I actually got to talk to the creator of this one, Cinnamon Number 1, which is about a cat. I, thought, I can't wait for this one. That one's going to be fun. That one was uh, from... Oh, my brain's going to stop for where... This one's out of oh behemoth. Okay. Imprint. You says about you says about a cat. Yep. Oh, I'm there. Kitty cat the wind. And then there's a one called Campisi, but I don't. I think that's an aftershock book, but I can't remember what it's about. That's pretty bad. I I'm uh I'm looking at the the list for this week, and they have a lot of the free comic books, you know, mixed in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize till now that there is a Trailer Park Boys comic coming out, and these guys must have covered every medium you can possibly cover: they video did. games, podcast shows, you know, uh, live, not plays, but they, they do live, uh, go around to theaters and do a live version of Trailer Park Boys. So that'll be interesting. Uh, not in the kids section, I would assume based on uh based on the show but uh well i'm gonna check out cinnamon it's about a cat so you got me sold on that and then uh are, are there any are we kind of summer sort of over so are we sort of done with comic book 
like crossover events for right now. There hasn't seemed to be a whole lot of giant ones lately. No, I I think they're they were ramping up to not for crossovers, but I think they're ramping up for some big like event stuff. Okay. Dark Age for Marvel and I think there was another one that they were ramping up toward. They look pretty cool. And any uh any final thoughts on uh comics for this week or next? Um, just as a heads up, I know that the Power Rangers uh, Edge of Darkness uh, sold out really quickly because there's a brand new character that's introduced. The second print comes out this week, so people that missed out, they should grab that up if they're interested in the character. Is it like the Sea Green Ranger? Like, or have they started doing like variants of colors, like Royal Blue, <laughs> the Royal Blue Ranger? No, I totally forgot the name's the character's name too, but it looks Seafoam. Cool. The sea Seafoam Green Ranger. <laughs> Amethyst Ranger. Um, those so you know, I make jokes and stuff, but those books have uh been pretty serious the last couple of years. Like as far as like people's interest in them, because really we both know that you can make a uh, comic book off a of creative property that pre existed and it's usually not great. <laughs> but like, credit to them, those Power Ranger comics seem to be a real hit. Yeah, when they when they did the last two big arcs, um, I, I started with those. And they had the, like, Shattered Grid, and before that was, oh, I can't remember the name of the run. But it was perfect. They're so good. Um, I don't even care about Power Rangers other than watching them in the 1990s two or whatever it was when I used to get ready for for work and watch them in the background and yell at them, why in the world do you even send the putties out? They're worthless. But they they managed to take the nostalgia of those characters and write them into new storylines that are interesting. They really have. There's been a few, I mean, there's been some good Masters of the Universe comics and Transformers comics and, and G.I. Joe is still strong with, with Larry Hama at the helm so a lot of those that were made to sell toys they're still giving us good content decades yeah. later so all right well thanks miss jen so i hope you have a uh, a busy uh happy and safe uh, free comic book day and i encourage anyone to stop by space cadets your shop and uh bring canned goods Can, canned goods and cheer right just happy happy times Absolutely. Go to Adventure Begins, too, because they have a really cool... I think they've got the Batmobile over there. And yeah, awesome. I think that they're doing all this stuff. You said you weren't... <laughs> they're having a big a big thing. But yeah, bring them canned goods, too. I'm sure they'll put them to good use. Yep. Uh, but for Miss Jen, for Brainy, and for me, Mark, uh, thank you for watching Nerd News Now on Woodlands Online, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom. sponsored by Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out their other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KVQTHD21 Over the Air. On your television, all these shows and more on Roku. Just search now Woodlands Online television to your streaming lineup and you can listen to our podcast on spotify itunes stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from until next time we'll uh see you next time on nerd news now <laughs>